guess you guys have a big evening plan, huh? Oh, pretty much. I'll fix dinner. We'll exchange presents. Then he'll watch midget wrestling. Ooh, what time does it come on? Steve, we hate wrestling. I know. I just want to know how late midgets got to stay up. <laughs> I get a open. No man presents live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Friday couldn't get here fast enough. Here we are, guys, in the Jiggly Room. This is the Married with Children podcast. It is so good to be here on a Friday. I I needed a Friday very, very bad this week. This is Al, and I am here with the guy who would buy a crappy picture frame for anniversary gift, Jerry. What's up, man? It was a very nice picture frame. We have a picture of our cat in it. She loves it. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We are here with the man who used to be Bobo, but he doesn't do that anymore, Justin. What's up, man? How's it going? Wait, why Cru- don't you do Bobo? It's not a, a legal thing, is it? Or do you really, you're just passionate about the violin? Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> okay, I get it. Well, guys, here we are. We are reviewing Married with Children, episode 6. 16 years and what do you get the episode air date is may 10th 1987 it's the bundy's 16th wedding anniversary al plans to buy peggy a very fancy watch but unfortunately his credit card gets declined dare he show up to the party without a present well we will have to find out as we explore this episode i can't imagine al would do something like that uh, maybe in the later seasons, but no, at this point, he is a very uh, different kind of guy. I don't see that happening, but let's find out. Uh, well, it's the Bundy's 16th wedding anniversary. Al and Peg figure the kids would have cooked them breakfast, but uh, nothing's cooking, so Peg decides to go ahead and do it, and she she asks Al what he wants. He says he wants, uh, you know, Eggs, bacon, toast, this, that, the other thing. And she gives him Cheerios, and he says, where's the tang? <laughs> <laughs> now, it's funny, because this tang joke takes on a life of its own, and it becomes iconic. You don't say the word tang uh, in front of too many people without them saying, have you ever eaten a tangwich? <laughs> you know, and that is all from Married with Children. And guys, by the way, we will be eating a tangwich on the date that we uh, record that episode when they do it. That's something we have to commit to because this is – we're no ma'am. We have to live the episode. Where where do I get tang? Is that still around? I remember it from like the 90s, but is it still around? I haven't seen it in years. The, the, the container, was it actually tang? I didn't think it was. No, it was Tri-C. Okay, so we can use generic tang then if we, if we can't find real tang. Oh, yeah, any powdered uh, orange substance will do. You know I'm going to make a YouTube video on this, right? <laughs> Dude, we have to. We're no ma'am. We have to eat a tangwich. Listen, I, I, I may be picky, but I am down. I will do it. 
I'll take one bite probably, but I'll do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gonna get me a tie again? Yeah. Get me shoes? Yeah. From your store? Yep. Why don't we uh, just forget about presents this year? Fine with me. I mean, after all, anniversaries are about being together. Yeah, you're right. I'll come home tonight. How's that? <laughs> yeah, I'll be here. You'll be here. The TV will be here. Let's not make a big deal about it this year, all right? Yeah. We don't need a bunch of silly presents to show we love each other. Since you're not going to get me a present, do you think you could take my car and have a radio installed? Peg, I don't have the time. Yeah, but I'm out all day long, you know, running errands. What am I supposed to listen to? Your own beautiful voice. If God didn't want other people to hear it, he wouldn't have made it so shrill. And at this point, he's still, you know, getting gifts and things like that. It's not like what their Christmases turn out to be. Dad? Are you really not going to get Mom a present? Oof. Bad move. Because no matter what she says, if you don't get her a present, you're going to break her heart. Yeah, and then she'll take it out on us. <laughs> Dad, even Meg's father got her mom an anniversary present, and he shot at her. This is a secret, and I mean a secret. I am getting your mom a present. One of those expensive watches she's always harping about. Oh, Dad, that's great. She'll love it. You're the greatest. Yeah, but listen, don't say a word to your mother because I want this to be a surprise. You understand? Not a word. Right, Dad. I don't know about you guys, but I hate buying jewelry and stuff like that for my wife because, do you, is it just a guy thing? Does that not seem like the, like a colossal waste of money? Dude, hey, I- I'm with you so much. My friend is, like, really into watches and, and he's a guy, and I'm like, "What are you? Like, why? Why? Watches are so obsolete now." <laughs> Who even looks at them? Like, literally, I have a story about how I went around for three years with a watch that didn't work because it was a really <laughs> nice piece of jewelry, but I don't really look at it anymore. I I have a coworker who has who had a he wears a Dallas Cowboys watch, and we were putting up TVs the other day, and I was like, "Don't use." Yeah, I told, I told him, I was like, hey, don't use that arm. I don't want it choking and disappointing us. <laughs> God, the little hand says season over. <laughs> uh, sorry, Cowboy fans, just a sad reminder. Go ahead, guys. I don't like jewelry. I hate buying jewelry because I, my girlfriend l- loves jewelry, but I, I just can't stand buying because if I, what if I pick the wrong ring size or I get – I get it, and she's like, no, I don't wear gold, only white gold. And I'm like, well, I didn't know you were racist. How am I supposed to know? Yeah, I was going to say, why got to be white gold? Yeah, like I like I, like I I hate buying jewelry. I'm really good at gift giving, but mostly because we're both really big nerds. So, like, I can get her nerdy things. Yes, and they love it. Yeah, she has a whole shelf of, like, Sailor Moon stuff, and I've given her, like, 90% of that stuff. Or, or Legend of Zelda stuff. Like, those are easy, but, like... When I had to, like, pick out the engagement ring, I, I looked up for Legend of Zelda, like, engagement ring. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't do that. No, I did do that. I got her – I got her <laughs> – her ring is the Triforce, uh. and she loves it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, we're, we're we're huge nerds, but, like, I had – like, I know nothing about jewelry. I don't know what's good, what's not. So I was just like, well – I know Legend of Zelda, and she loves that. I'm going that route. Wow, you are such a nerd. Oh, by the way, guys, make sure you pinch the ends of the sandwich one so the tang doesn't run out of the sides when we eat it later. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> did you know the watch was broken for three years and kept wearing or did you just never notice? I, I realized one time it didn't work, but I just kept wearing it because you're supposed to wear a watch when you go out to somewhere nice. I wear one um, anytime I'm in public. When I'm home, I dress like a loser pretty much. But when I'm when I'm uh, when someone's coming over or whatever, I always got my watch on one hand, the 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 chain around my other hand, uh, nice clothes. I wear my shoes in the house when people are over. Yeah, like I, I I'm, I'm presentable that way. And, and so is Al Bundy, quite frankly. I mean, he stays in his clothes. I mean, that's the weird thing because as I grew up, I never kept my work clothes on the whole time I was home. I just love the fact that that Al Bundy being presentable is that he just kept his clothes on. That's it, yeah. And it's a nice – he always wears nice clothes when you think about it. He never wears, like, T-shirts that often. He wears the white T-shirt eventually, but for the most part, he always has, like, a blue button-down shirt on. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mom, guess what? Dad's getting you a great watch. And it's supposed to be a surprise butthead. It's one of those expensive ones that you're always harping about. Oh, what a sweet man. Yeah. That sweet man would get me a great gift, and I'll be sitting there like a jerk with nothing for him. Well, I'm going to go out and get him something. Is it cheating to buy from where you work? Like he like in their exchange, like, yeah, were you going to buy me shoes? Yeah. And like, and it just hit me. I'm like, is that cheating? If I buy you something from where I work, you know, I get a discount. From, like, would your significant other be mad at you? Depends where you work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like as Alex shows up and is like, you know, I bought you. Uh, I bought you. I don't know where Alex works, so I can't make this joke. That was yeah, I, got dumb. These, I got these power cables that you might really enjoy. Uh, if you hook them up to your uh, radio, it gets louder. Like I don't even know. Like, what would you? I don't know what I would give her. Oh, also, uh, when they're talking about like anniversaries, like I remember ten is ten, and then fifteen is whatever. And he goes, "What's sixteen? He goes, "Brimstone." <laughs> that joke was so good. Uh, it's always good. So the roads come over. They give champagne, and it's it, their names are on it. And Peg's like, "Oh, that's too bad. This would have made a nice gift for somebody." <laughs> like, why are you telling people that you're gonna re-gift their stuff right to their face? Like, how <laughs> rude can you be? <laughs> like, oh, how does man. Peg not know that she shouldn't say that? <laughs> so she decides to get him these uh, this tool. First, she doesn't know what to get him, though. But, uh, you but know. Bud has an answer for that. <laughs> yeah, but Bud, Bud gives her a little tip. <laughs> Gee, what is it he's really wanting? That blonde down the street? <laughs> Did he tell you that? No, I just assumed it by the way he bites his fist whenever he drives by her house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> she runs the water while he's taking a shower. And, and that was a big thing. I don't know if you guys all know this, but... That was a big thing in the 80s and 90s. I don't know if that still happens anymore. Yeah, even when you flush the toilet, I remember it would do that. Yeah, and that doesn't happen because I've got the shower going, peed, flushed the toilet, and immediately walked into the shower, and it's fine. And I, I, I could swear that uh, – and Tiffany sometimes takes – because we have three three showers in the house. And she takes a shower in, a, in the bathroom adjacent because I, I do it in the master bathroom. She goes in the other upstairs bathroom and there's a shower in the man cave bathroom. And we take showers at the same time and it's fine. So if you could take a shower with somebody, then you could definitely run a, 
a sink water and it would not you know so it does not happen anymore i don't know how they fix that problem but yeah that's a that's a problem of the 80s and 90s how weird is it that uh that peg gets this dinner catered and like has a, a chef there and stuff like that and my wife noticed that those are funeral flowers i never even really realized that but yeah you don't you don't give that to somebody for an anniversary. <laughs> Alex, are you worried that she knew what funeral flowers were, like, just right off the bat? She's already plotted. She's like, honey, did you, is your life insurance all up to date? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Al goes into the jewelry store. The name of the store is uh, Embassy Jewels. And he goes in there. He sees an old guy in there. And immediately... Butts, right? Like, they're talking. The old guy's talking to the salesman, and he immediately just goes, Hey, I'm I'm the guy who called about the watch. He goes, Oh, yes, sir. And he goes back to get the watch. And this guy goes, Hey, I was in front of you. And basically, Al gives him the lowdown that, Hey, uh, what are you buying? A picture frame. Okay, that's why. He let me butt in front of you like you didn't even exist. Because that's crap. It's a cheap, nothing gift. And what are you buying that for? And it's so funny that... Uh, they choose an old man to say this is his first wedding anniversary. I, I did find that weird. Why Why would they not cast somebody younger? <laughs> I even had it in my notes that Al is dropping man knowledge on a guy who looks like he could be Al's dad. Right. Why does Al have to explain to a 70-year-old man what to do in life at 40? Hmm. If anything, the guy's 60, let's just say. Even though he sort of looks 65, maybe. Al is right, though. He hits on some major things, like... See, the first thing I learned on my 16-year tour of duty was that women live for presents. Now, you take the most ornery woman in the world. We'll call her Peggy. <laughs> now, you bring a crappy present home, like uh, that picture frame, and your life will be a living hell. <laughs> My wife and I agreed that we wouldn't spend too much on our anniversary. We decided we save our money for more important things. There is no more important thing than your anniversary. See, an anniversary is something special. It's not like other holidays when other people are celebrating too. It's just between the two of you. See, it's, it's a day when you can show how you feel the rest of the year, but you don't, because you're a man. <laughs> beautiful yeah. to know me is to love me <laughs> and the fact that this old guy didn't know that made me go have you never married before did you go like <laughs> your whole life until you were like 60 being single who yeah he's like i'm gonna settle down at 60 like even albert fish got married what is wrong with you <laughs> yeah. uh, well now you're we have a great dynamic on this show because i'm married you're you jerry are engaged and justin is single now justin do you plan on being single till you're 62 years old mm, if i can help it then yes so you believe in the the words of al bundy <laughs> don't get married let's see what happens here with the uh this is a long run this uh this this show you know we're, we're gonna be recording for a long time <laughs> hopefully none of us die can you picture justin at 60 like still here trying to pick up strippers <laughs> yeah, i'm glad I mean, you said that i was gonna say this would be a great place to die no offense i wouldn't rather die anywhere else but the uh, nudie bar so yeah true glad you brought that up <laughs> yeah this is the way i want to go holy crap thank you 
the guy comes back in after Al lays down the uh, law about how to go about life, since I, apparently at 62 the guy hasn't figured it out. The salesman comes back, and Al's credit card was rejected. Al is beside himself. He can't believe it. Maybe there's something wrong. Maybe this, maybe that. Uh, something, something. The guy goes, I don't care. Next, I'll take the watch. <laughs> like, oh, another slap in the face. I'll take the watch. Oh, my God. As if the card wasn't a slap in the face. And it's the last watch, right? Yeah, he's yeah. The guy said it was the last one. None of that. You just gave all this advice to a guy, and while you were doing it, you were kind of condescending because you thought because Al thought he was on top of the world, he had it planned out. And once again, the universe steps in to go. Not only are you wrong, but let me pour salt on the wound. <laughs> and and now he is going to be the jerk who shows up with no presents. What would you do? If you had to go home, like, is the only saving grace that you guys agreed not to get anything? Like, would you actually say, well, <sighs> we did say that we're not going to get anything. So maybe this will go over well. And then slap in the face number three. Your kids occurs suck. when he opens the door <laughs> and sees this stuff. Uh, a, a chef, a violinist, a Stephen Marcy, you know. Yeah, well, you know, like, Al would be the kind of person that would tell you, no, if she tells you you don't have to get gifts, that's a lie. So he knows that. He's just like, maybe she meant it this year. He's just going to like yeah. hope on hope that this year is going to be different. And nope, it backfires in his face again because he he trusted his, his children, which he should know by now not to do. <laughs> like, this is like... Al sets himself up for failure sometimes without even realizing it. Yeah, he's destined. How crazy would you get if you found out that your significant other bought a dress just because she didn't feel like changing out of it after she was in the dressing room? And she didn't even <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, I would like to just announce that I uh, share Peggy's uh, taste in clothing, and I don't like that dress either. <laughs> like I would be like why do you have that on it looks terrible um, what would I do uh, man you know I, here's the thing hopefully my wife never hears this episode I I swear I'm married to the real life Peg Bundy <laughs> like it really happened that way too in my life it, I, I swear to god she the only difference is she she cooks she cleans and she works now so I kind of have a hybrid of everything in my life coming full circle because I have luckily those things that keep life afloat and going properly. But when it comes to shopping, when it comes to money and vacations and all that stuff, my wife is Peg Bundy. Notice how Alex is getting quiet. <laughs> Almost to a whisper. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to tell you the same thing that I tell everybody. I make the rules in this house. <laughs> oh my god! See, I, uh, I, I don't have to worry about this because from the get-go we agreed that uh, we're not joining money. Her money is her money. My money is my money. We agree who pays what bills, and like if like if I'm paying the car bill, she's sending me her half of it. Like as soon as we get paid, we divvy up bills. 
and do that. We have that set. We do not share bank mm. accounts. We do not share money. We do not share credit cards. Like we'll buy each other stuff. Like, like we'll switch out who buy, it. but we switched out. If we go out to eat, if we're going to go dinner and a movie, one of us is going to pay for dinner. The other is going to pay for the movie. Like we try to keep everything split and fair. And because of that, we rarely ever have had a fight over money, how it's spent, any of that. Like in this in this day and age, I think it's just split the money. Don't don't keep the money away from each other. That way, as long as they're good with bills, if they're terrible with bills, and you're screwed either way, because they're if they're probably terrible with bills, they're probably terrible at spending money, and they're gonna screw you. And my girl, my fiance, does not. Buy herself so, stuff that much? Like how, I have how long to, like, have you been doing that? Um, let's see. We've been together for seven and a half years. We've been living with each other for five years, um, and we've always done it that way. Wow. Props. We, <laughs> yeah, we we do not like if she wants to go out and buy shirts or dresses or you know twenty dollar kale. She can go do it, and if I, I want to go buy, kale. and if I want to import, more kale? yeah, she would. And if I want to import a two hundred dollar Godzilla figure, that's on me. There's like, as long as our bills are paid, we're good. And then we just, you know, if I have a weak paycheck, I'll be like, hey, sweetie, can you cover, you know, dinner this week? Or if I if I made the money this week, I'll be like, hey, I've got dinner this week, and we just we just communicate where we're at money wise. And then with without we don't actually like say dollar amounts. We're like, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm kind of low. And then we just go from there. So if she comes home with a dress, I don't care, unless it's an ugly ass gold dress. <laughs> yeah, like why? Whoa, like you imagine the designer? Like even like I, I wonder if they made it ugly on purpose because they said, well, listen, the line here is going to be that she didn't like it and just <laughs> didn't want to change out of it, so she was lazy and bought it. Now, uh, if you want your stamp on that, it's up to you. Like, I wonder if they say, well, we can make something up that nobody would ever buy. That could be funny, you know. So, you know, you don't want to say, hey, listen, my dress is going to be on the show this week. Are you going to watch? <laughs> <laughs> so that that's pretty funny. We get back into the house, and Bud is hanging out with the chef. And then the chef is uh, putting icing on the cake. And then... Wow. I wish I could make stuff like that. Maybe you can. Would you like to be a chef? No, I'd rather be a man. <laughs> Did anyone find the the violinist being a former clown joke just really odd? It was. It sounded like it would normally be a throwback joke to a, a previous episode or a previous joke where they've had a run in with a clown. Because as soon as he hits her on the head with the bow, she's like, Bobo? Like, they've met. And, 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 like, it's like, homie, don't play that. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just super odd that this joke is in here. And the I, only thing I can think of is that it's there to establish, once again, like how I said on the first episode, how everything feels lived in. This mm-hmm. joke refers to something that's not even on the show, but because it happened in their life, they can make it. Yeah. I, I, kinda, still I think I kind of missed that joke because it's not even really ringing a bell. Oh, so you didn't even get my intro with you? Yeah, I was uh, a little... Oh, my God. God. (laughs) Wow, we really should discuss these things. No, just kidding. (laughs) Wow, that's funny. You didn't even get the intro. That's funny. Well, yeah, you're right. Well, it lived in, and I guess, you know, it's funny, because you're right, it's not strong in the sense that 
like traditionally a strong joke, but hell, I mean, I, it stuck to me enough that I introduced Justin with that joke. So I mean, I mean, there's something to it, I suppose. You know, if, whether or not we realize it or not. So the one of the best lines again is Steve saying, you know, they're looking through the photo album. Steve and Marcy are looking through the Bundy's wedding album. We were just admiring your wedding album. Oh. And we videotaped our wedding. Of course, uh, Polaroids are nice, too. <laughs> it's hilarious because throughout the entire series, you have them doing that to Peg and, and Al, where they, they just, they do something that, and they do it better, and they're like, oh, but your way is fine, too, you poor people. <laughs> yeah. Like, taking Polaroids of your wedding, you couldn't get trasher than that. I mean, that's probably, the like, the, one of the lower-class weddings uh, in history until you get to uh, another wedding that takes place in the Bundy's backyard. But we won't get we won't talk about that yet. But that is probably the only lower thing you can get besides the Bundy's wedding. So that's kind of ironic. Time for presents. Peg, I thought we said no presents. Well, I know, but it's our anniversary and I couldn't resist. You didn't tell your mom I was going to get her a present, did you? It was Kelly, Dad. I know she's your daughter, but... But I think she's got to go. <laughs> Kelly, her gift to the both of them is the picture frame that the old man was going to buy his wife. Like, how funny is that? Uh, is there? I, I was trying to decide if this was a goof or not. His card got declined, yet she bought that picture frame, which she would have to do after, after his I card was declined. Too. But Well, not really. There could have been more than one. There could have, yeah, there could have been. Only the watch was the last one left. Yeah, I guess, it, and now that I'm saying it, I can also say the card got declined for this large sum. Does not mean it would get declined for a smaller sum. That's true. So, you know, you know what? I'm an idiot. Y'all keep going. Alex, do your thing. You're good. <laughs> yeah. And the best line is when she goes, you know how much it costs? He goes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's <laughs> uh, great. So, uh, Bud's gift is Kelly's diary that he obtained, and, uh, Peg is very interested in that, but realizes she has to hand it over, but does appreciate the gesture. But, Bud is a savage. Like, Bud has no mercy whatsoever. I mean, he stole his sister's diary, and she calls him a wad, and I'm just like, who calls anyone a wad anymore? That has way too much- yeah, that has way too much, like, sexual context nowadays for anyone <laughs> to actually use it anymore. Well, Kelly says a lot of weird things. This is the episode where she calls him a fascist Nazi something. Yeah, which is just repetitive. You don't have to say fascist and Nazi. Right. And she seems to have an accent of sorts. I know we talked about uh, Jen mentioning that with Alan Pegg in this first season. They have somewhat of an accent. But I feel like Kelly does. She says a lot of things strangely, and then that goes away, too. But it's funny, because this episode, if you want to focus on Kelly and Bud for a minute, this is probably the episode where they were in the spotlight the longest. I mean, you know, their characters uh, at this point are so secondary that they literally have them on for a gag or two, and immediately send them upstairs or out the door. Like, they never are a part of the camaraderie or a part of the dialogue. Nothing. It is uh, it is either Peg and Al, 
It's Peg, Al, Steve, and Marcy, and that's it. And um, the kids just pop in and out. This is the first time that they're really on camera for more than like two straight minutes or three or four minutes, you know? And it's funny because as time goes on, they become permanent fixtures. They become as intricate to the plot and the script as, as everybody. And that's when the show really flourishes. You know, Al, yeah, of course he's the focus most of the time. Peg, is st they still get more time. It's still like 60-40 uh, or 70-30 with them and the kids. But uh, at this point, in this first uh, season, uh, at this point it seems like it's like 90-10 or even less. Yeah, oh, yeah, and that's what makes the Bobo joke so weird. Like, why would you have a, a joke that's a callback to something that has not happened in the series, but is a callback to a character who at this point is very minor? Right. It's like childhood. That, like... It ain't like we even know Callie. She point. even tells her dad, like, look, it's Bobo. Like, and it's just like, what? Who cares, Kelly? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of cool to see that even though she's kind of a cool, hip, popular chick in high school, she still has that nostalgia and remembers her childhood and, and cherishes it and thinks it's still cool today. You know, like she's not so far removed. She's not so jaded by what you have to be to be popular. She's very anchored or grounded to who she was even throughout her childhood. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. Which is what we're essentially doing with this show, except for Justin. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this was not part of my childhood. <laughs> I, I, I like all of Al's attempts to get away from the presence, just constantly. Yeah. yeah, constantly moving away from it. But he can't. Peg, you know, I guess brings her present out first. Uh, it's this big box. He's like, ho, ho, ho. Power tools I've been one. Well, it's gonna be tough to top this. So why try? Well, we all know what it's time for now. Yeah, come on, Dad, rip out that watch. Ah, the door. Luke, you're here. Look, everybody, it's Luke, and he doesn't have a present, but we're not gonna hold it against him, are we? Hey. I'd have to be a pretty big piece of scum not to bring a present. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, gee, thanks for, for uh, acknowledging that idea. Luke, you didn't have to bring a present. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Al Peg hates me. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Hey, Al, your daughter's really blossomed. <laughs> Yeah, and then he goes and goes, Oh, your daughter's really blossomed. And then and then Marcy does the thing she did in the last episode where she turns and buries her head in Steve's chest again. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. But if you were Steve, would you be mad if a guy walked over to your wife and said that? See, I I wouldn't, because I mean he thinks he's talking about Al's daughter. It ain't like he really knows he's insulting my wife in front of me. Yeah, I, you I, know what? I'm I'm always I've always been the type of person that I, I think it's cool if other dudes think my chick's hot. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's, you know, cool. She's with me. <laughs> yeah. It's better than them saying, like, oh, my God, what is he doing with her? Yeah, like, damn right she's hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wouldn't be upset about that. Uh, so 
What is what does Luke give? Isn't it just like a basket of fruit or something? Like I forgot what he even gives. It looks that's like what a fruit it looks like or something. Yeah. So even even Luke shows up with a gift. So now it's really on with Al, and he's like, okay. Uh, everybody had something. Uh, did Stephen Marcy? Oh yeah, they give a book. Oh, that was a great line. My partner, my wife, my life. My God. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh man, it's so cool. And I guess that was like uh, just Al's gift or whatever because uh, they they already gave that champagne earlier. Where's the eats? Not now, Luke. We still have one more thing we have to do. Yeah, Dad, get Mom's present. Right, right. Uh. It's out in the car. I'll go get it. <laughs> Goes out to start the car and just go get some. I don't know what he was going to buy it with. Uh, he doesn't have money or credit cards. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to do. But the uh, to top off that amazing joke, he comes back in. <laughs> Happy anniversary! Can of motor oil. 40 weight and uh, a road flare. Bless our happy home. With a road flare and a can of motor oil. It's like the only thing you can find. Yeah, in his trunk. And he goes, and I love how he presents it. He does it like it's totally legit. He goes, one uh, quart of uh, motor oil, that's 40 weight. <laughs> and it's like, oh, 40 weight. Oh, okay, well then, this is legit. <laughs> like, would you guys do that? I kind of feel like I would grab anything out of my car and just hand it to her in a way. Like, maybe an air freshener or, like, the Easy Pass. <laughs> I say, look, I got you an Easy Pass so you don't have to keep it cold. I would just own up to it because I think it's worse to handing you a can of oil instead of just owning up to it it's gotta be worse like here baby here's a road flare we're gonna make a movie later like what that's not like no i'm sweetie i messed up this is this is what happened though would be much better i would i would like to think that i i would find a creative way out of it but if i couldn't i would just fess up (laughs) to put more salt in the wound uh, you know, so I think someone said, like Steve said, well, it's not about gifts. It's it's that you two are together, or whatever. And then Marcy goes, you would never show up without a gift for me, would you? And he goes, no, I care about you. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Marcy just straight up, like, like he is trying to make the situation better, and Marcy completely only thinks about herself and screws up his entire pitch. Right. Like, why are you saying that out loud? Why don't you whisper that after the fact or whatever? You're basically nullifying everything Beeson just said. <laughs> just to just to show everybody, oh, by the way, guys, Steve would never do this to me. Just so you know, I don't know why he's saying this. This is not acceptable. <laughs> I need to remind you all of how, how amazing Steve is. And I'm just like, all I want right now is for everyone to leave except for Marcy and Luke. And let's just hang out for an hour to see how awkward Luke can make Marcy feel. Oh, yeah. I would love that. <laughs> As they're sitting down to dinner, Al realizes that he paid for Peg's dress. No, he doesn't. She lied about that, actually. 
He doesn't even know that he paid for the dress. I mean, didn't the guy give you a hard time about the card? No, Al, not at all. Me neither, Daddy. Mm -hmm. You paid with the credit card, too? Of course, I wasn't going to spend my allowance. <laughs> and Peg, sweetie, those power tools that cost a pretty penny, was that pretty penny plastic, Peg? Of course it was, Al. I see. So I guess uh, the dinner and uh, the presents... Old Mr. Skinflin here kind of paid for everything, didn't he? In fact, the only thing I didn't pay for was my present to you. And you want to know why? Because maybe you stuffed the credit card so much that when I tried to use it, it threw up. <laughs> Eat, enjoy, relax. I'd like to thank everybody for their understanding my hour of need so I'm going to take my tools which I paid for and celebrate in the garage which I'm still paying for <laughs> and it was done <laughs> now at that point that must have been so vindicating like he must have felt so good and when I watched it this time I really wanted to look at Peg's face and see do you realize that he's totally right and I know Marcy says that later but Peg is so standoffish. I mean, she really... Peg straight up got busted, and she is just like... I feel like you can see it in her head. She is trying to figure out a way out of this, because she's like, I can't believe I'm winning, and then she gets busted, and now she's like, uh, trying to figure out a way to it, but once he gets up and like goes to the garage, you can tell she's completely given up. She's like, okay, it's going to be like every other fight we have. Yeah, but when you say, are you going to, like, say, stop, put your fork down, look at me and go, wow, you're right, I'm really sorry. Yeah, you know, Alex, how do you, when when you, if your wife messes up, let's say she messes up something this big, how do you put her in the doghouse? Like, what's your, do you have any go-to things? To make her, like, suffer for the night? Yeah. I just escape to the man cave. Like, I'll just say the, like, some big statement or whatever you know wrapping it all up in a bow about how i was right and she was wrong and this and that and then i'll say so bah, 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 and i'll just walk downstairs close the, the door and put the thing on and blast a movie or uh, a vinyl record or whatever like whatever i'm in the mood for go down and just pour myself a couple drinks you know and just escape and she knows just not to come down or whatever and if she ever does it is just to apologize, and then we'll go on with our night. Uh, when you live with somebody and stuff, you uh, and you're married, you don't really hold grudges for too long. We've never had major arguments, and I don't even consider this a major thing either with mm -hmm. the Bundys right now. So yeah, I mean it would it would it could end pretty easily with an apology and just talking about it. And I do I do a similar thing. I do the I. I you know, ignore her. I don't talk to her. You know, I'll, so I'll sometimes I'll stay in the same room. Sometimes I'll go do something else, but I'll just, I just do a complete cold shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Justin, what do you do? Well, currently nothing, but you know, in, in previous situations, he, he turns the VCR <laughs> off and throws the tape in the corner. <laughs> ah, yes. He's like, you're disgusting. 
Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very easy to get along with. Like I have a pretty bad temper sometimes, but I calm down pretty fast and I've always been a very, you know, like Alex said, I, I don't hold grudges really at all, even if I didn't live with somebody. So a, a simple sorry and I'm good. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't affect me and, and get under my skin and I don't live with it um, for that long. So it's always been pretty easy, honestly. Yeah, it is. It does. This episode really is kind of real to life, true to life. You know, uh, that, that is pretty much how it goes. It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ, and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Merry with Children. takes his power tools and goes into the garage. Peg goes in there and he's working on on her car when she goes in and uh, she goes to apologize but apparently Al never makes her say sorry uh, historically between the two of them. Not this time because this time I didn't do anything and I want to hear you say it. What Al? It. Oh, come on, Al. We both know I am. Am what, Peg? It. Very it. You're really serious. Yep. Because, see, I thought I finally saved up enough money to get you a nice present that you deserve. And it felt bad walking in the house without it. But it was worse thinking you didn't think I tried. Yeah, you're right. You always do try to do something nice for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. And even if you hadn't tried to buy me that watch, if the 16 years we've been together isn't enough to say I love you, well, what good would a stupid watch do? Oh, Al. I really... We're supposed to get some rain. <laughs> and then she smiles, she knows, you know. He knows, she knows. It's good. And then... Uh, he, the big reveal for the end is that, you know, even though this happened and she embarrassed him, made him feel like absolute crap at the dinner, even though that all took place, he still goes into the garage to take, sacrifice his car radio, takes it out of his car and puts it in her car because she, her car radio was broken or just didn't work or whatever. Okay, car radio. This is my time. Uh, uh, you told me to remember it, and I did. You okay? You remember the car radio? Let's talk about the car radio. What's wrong with this scene, Justin? I don't remember. Didn't didn't somebody's radio get stolen? Yes. <laughs> in, in episode three, Al's radio gets stolen. Now yeah. in episode four, he's not spending any money because of of uh, the tax thing. So now. 
uh, in episode five, he's not he doesn't spend any money either. Well, he does spend money. He buys a Mustang and an ashtray. And in this episode, he all of a sudden now has a car radio again. And I just don't see where he bought another car radio for him to tear out of his car. It wouldn't have base settings either. Yeah, it just it just wouldn't make we just that part radio part does not make sense because it does not line up with the actions that have happened this past couple episodes. But you have this happen with sitcoms where continuity between a couple of episodes will falter. And I just wanted to point that out that this is a prime example of that. Absolutely. It's great because. You know, someone might be listening going, wow, you guys are nitpicking or whatever. But no, we're not. We just love – because obviously we're not putting down the show in any way. But what we're doing is it's so strange that you have such a focal point. I mean the the, the Rhodes house getting broken into is the major plot of the that episode, but I didn't shoot the deputy. The, the, the other turning point of the entire episode – to make Al purchase a gun, which shot Bella. Uh, people don't shoot people. Guns shoot people. <laughs> the, that turning point was Al's car radio was stolen. So how odd is it that they focused on Al's car radio three episodes later, and it doesn't make any sense? Because mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be there. Like how how do you do that? So it's always great to point out that funny kind of stuff. So it sometimes with sitcoms though they're not shot in order or maybe even wrote in order. So maybe they made this episode first. You know, like wrote it first, but it didn't air first. Well, the one argument in your favor is that the we I mentioned earlier that in an earlier episode that Peg mentions that they were married for sixteen years. I think it was in the Thinergy episode. And they were not married for 16 years at that point until this episode. So if it is out of order, then this episode should have been even before Thinergy. No, but then he wouldn't have a radio to steal then either because it was already taken out of his car to be put into Peg's car. <laughs> exactly. And, and also, while we're on the subject of things that don't make sense, how bad do you be at making soup for someone that they cut their hand on the soup can? No, she just, to, to Peg, making him lunch if he wants soup is just putting a can of soup in a brown bag. <laughs> That's a hint of what's to come. By the way, point to my man Al Bundy for getting out of getting laid by his wife. He does not have to have sex with his wife because she's in the wrong, but he does do something romantic and they sit out there and listen to oldies. And uh, that song War Comes On, which they claim is their song. That is the oddest choice for a couple <laughs> song I have ever heard in my life. A song called War. Yeah, it's uh, one. Ooh, good God, Absolutely. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, funny. I, I, Alex, do you and your wife have a song? Yeah, it's a indie band sort of so nobody will have ever heard of this what happened was i put this song on my phone just for her whenever she called me or texted me or something so this song would always play and she knew it oh here it is i got it okay it's called brighter bright 
from a band called Making April. You're the rabbit, he's the bird of prey, and you'll run right into hell's grip tonight. Cause you love the way he gets you low, there's no escaping, only scraping. So that's actually a more positive thing. Brighter, bright compared to war. Yeah. So she played this song at our wedding when we were cutting the cake. Uh-huh. So that was pretty cool. So uh, so that's the big ending. Uh, but yeah, what, great line from Al that Jerry mentioned. Uh, she said about having sex and he goes... Now, wait a minute. I wasn't in the wrong here. So he already sees <laughs> sex as torture and punishment. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's great that they got that going right away, which they obviously touched on in Thinergy. No Man will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. There you can send them audio clips telling them what you think of the show, or you can send in a clip talking about a future episode they will be reviewing. Any clips you send may be played on a future show. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. All right, guys. Well, that was 16 years, and what do you get? Great time reviewing that. Justin, how many cans of mortar oil do you give uh, 16 years, and what do you get out of five? Uh, I did like this episode. Uh, one of my favorite parts was when Al gave that speech to the old man who, for some reason, was an old man who was only married here. Um, but I, I just didn't vibe with this one as much, I guess. Uh, so I'm only going to give it three out of five cans of motor oil. Uh, is that 40 weight? Uh, yeah, 40 weight. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I it's have, good cans. Uh, I have no idea what 40 weight means. Uh, every vehicle gets a different. Uh, I think it's the thickness of the oil. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, and back then, this is not synthetic. I just want to uh, clear that up. I know a lot of people listening are confused. <laughs> it is not synthetic. Uh, so, Jerry, how many cans of mortar oil out of five do you give this episode? Five. This is by far one of my favorite episodes I've ever watched for uh, one specific reason. The ending scene is just straight magical. The fact that he does the I'm not mad at you, I'm disappointed that you it, it's not that it didn't hurt me that I didn't bring you a gift. It hurt me that you thought I didn't try. Wow, that was so deep. He he gets he gets he really opens up and shows that he cares about this marriage in his own real way and he's just like every anniversary I try. Every anniversary I do something big for you. 
And and this year you thought I didn't do anything. You you gave me you think I didn't even try. You gave me no credit. Um, this to me, you Alex, you said you didn't see this as a big fight, but to me, I did see it as a a huge fight because yeah, Al got screwed over by the universe again. But the fact that Peggy tried his tr- worked at making him feel worse once she found out she wasn't getting a president. She was like, oh, yeah, no, I just, you know, made this bought this caviar that you got your elbow in. Like she is going on him and uh, and he is mad enough that he gets up and leave, which he normally it's not surprising for him to get up and leave. But he doesn't even make a joke. He is like, I'm going to the garage with the my power tools that I bought. And this, in this garage, I'm still paying for. Yeah, in this garage, I'm still paying for showing in. And I didn't even take that as a joke. I took it as him saying, I'm the one that puts the roof over your head. And this is how you treat me. This You don't even consider me. You don't think about me or anything like that. So uh, this is a big moment for this show because it shows that they have an actual fight. There is actual drama. There is a clear who is right, who is wrong. Uh, and they also, their feelings hurt. And then they show you how how Peg and Al solve their problems and fix their relationship and fix an argument, which is why I asked Alex, you know, what does he do in an argument? How does how does he deal with it? And we both do the, the Al Bundy kind of thing. We walk away and yeah. and get on by ourselves and then you know we let it go we it's okay like it's not it's not a huge deal but you know i think this was a huge deal for al and i think he really got hurt by it and just the fact that uh this being their first real fight and their first real heartfelt moment in this series so far makes it a standout episode and for that alone it gets 5 out of 5 cans of motor oil of a 40 weight thing that you just told me what it means and i already forgot because i'm not really listening <laughs> yeah a 40 weight variety yep yeah variety pack. yeah i'm glad you said that because you actually made me think differently than what i was even going into this rating with uh i did forget the line which is the most powerful line of the episode uh it what was worse is you thinking that i didn't try that is one of the instances where as much as we are going to love Al's character as he develops into who he really is, right now, what he is starting from the pilot to this point and basically all of season one before he discovered what he really is, um, that the character that he is at this moment works best for this episode. And it makes that ending scene that much more powerful. Like, Al Bunny, like I said, doesn't have that sense of humor about himself. He's not really a goofball in any real way. Uh, You know, he's funny, he's sarcastic, his humor is dry, all that kind of stuff, which will continue, but it just comes off differently. There's a a more serious tone to it and a more realistic tone. as crazy as this show already is, it's more grounded, almost like Roseanne at this point. And this is as much as you'll ever see it grounded. So it really makes that whole scene that much more powerful. And and you're like you're right. The whole thing, Al really caring 
about what she thinks and this and that. And Peg really knowing she has to apologize. And I got news for you. Uh, this won't hurt your overall experience on the show at all. But this is probably one of the very few times you'll ever feel this way, Jerry, about this show. And the one of the few times you'll ever see a scene like that. And And I'm actually fine with that because I don't need this to happen a lot. In fact... To me, it's something that if I was doing it, I wouldn't even do it once per season, once per every couple of seasons. Like, it's just not it's not necessary for the show, but it shows me it makes me learn something about Al, something about Peggy and their relationship and their dynamic, which will always help. I, it, basically, every time they actually get in a fight, every time they do something spiteful to each other, all that – I know at the end of the day, the reason they are still together is because they have a moment like this. You don't have to show me anymore. I got it. I'm 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 good. In fact, when you were going through the end uh, scene, I was ready to to make this speech, and then when you didn't go it, I was like, I'm not pointing it out. I'm gonna save it for my end thing, and yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like ram it. Yep. No, good choice. It was really powerful for me, and I could see where a lot of people who don't care about this part of the sh- uh, of this would would not really care that i could see most people who like this show rating this episode a three out of five right it's not a typical married with children episode it it follows the formula but there's not as many one-liners there's not as many jokes uh this past episode we did we spent probably almost twice the amount of time on that episode where nothing of great importance really happens um, but in this episode where something major happens, we spent less time on it because that's not really what married with children is about. And I'm okay with that. And I'm completely cool with, with that completely. Yeah. It's like you said, it doesn't have to happen every, ep- every season or ever again, but I am damn glad it's here. Yeah. This is where it, it hit the spot great timing and maybe this episode was moved over just so you could uh be familiar with these guys before they hit you with a heartfelt moment maybe we have there is something to this whole thing about it being out of uh out of this this feels like in a normal sitcom show this episode would be a season finale yeah probably right and the weirdest thing is that i have the original dvd release of married children and in season one of that release this is episode three. Really? Yeah, I don't know if they if they know the truth about how this was all supposed to be released, and that's how they released it, because they did not follow air date, original air date. So I actually, every time we do this show, I have to make sure I'm watching the right one in order, just because of that. I can't rely on my DVD. I think so far, Justin and I, we have the same set, so like ours has been completely on air date without an issue yeah you're good so i think there is something to this i think my theory is right it was so heartfelt that they wanted you to know the bundies a little bit more before they hit you with something like this so what what you said your your score your score actually changed uh no i just uh like what you said more and it brought it made my score all that much more uh true to what i thought i just didn't know why i thought it but that's why and it is a four out of five cans of mortar oil. I really like it. This is one I will never shy away from. 
strong writing, strong, uh, heartfelt. I like it. It's cool. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this review. Tune in next Friday as we return live to the Jiggly Room because there's there's no place else in the world to review Married with Children episodes than the Nudie Bar. That is the place to go. So tune in next Friday when we review Married Without Children, which is episode 7. Steve and Marcy decide that once is enough after they volunteer to watch Kelly, Bud, and the family dog Buck after Al and Peggy go away for the weekend to a seedy motel in Wisconsin where Al wants to watch a boxing match on the cable TV system. That sounds interesting. Uh, it's the weirdest reason ever heard in the world to go away somewhere. And why would you go to where the, the Packers play football? I have no idea. But uh, that should be an interesting episode. Man, it, it is getting late, man. Yeah, as I was say, did they miss last call or did I didn't I didn't hear it? What, what's going on with that? Is it time to go? I think we talked over it. Oh, snap. Well, all right. Yeah, guys, I got to go. I got to go bake a cake for my upcoming anniversary. Wouldn't you rather be a man? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Okay, guys, you do what you want. Uh, it's obviously closing time. Uh, everyone's out of here. The guy's starting to sweep up. I'm going to go hang out in the corner and watch midget wrestling because um, I just want to see how late they get to stay up. <laughs>